get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games It is a rematch of last year's West Division final. BC Lions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Madhouse on Matheson will be shaking on Saturday night. And we are going to get you set here on game day, Winnipeg. Welcome, everybody. Inside Bonfire Sports, Darren Bombing alongside the man, the myth. It's not even a myth. He's real. The legend. Chris Walby, CFL Hall of Famer, Blue Bombers Hall of Famer and Ring of Honor. Chris, you've played in a lot of these games. This Blue Bombers team is playing in their fourth straight West final. Uh, And, you know, uh, another opportunity to to go to a fourth straight Grey Cup, something no Blue Bombers team has ever done before. No, I think this is when you talk dynasty, this is dynasty. I mean. Uh, from the top down, from, uh, you know, Kyle Walters, Wade Miller, to Coach O'Shea and the staff, the coaching staff. Phenomenal job of putting guys yeah. together and keeping them together. It's so hard in this team because, or in this CFL, in this era, as you well know, DB, because players chase the green, the money. And a lot of times players try and get you, but they love the environment so much here that some of these guys come back. You know, Kenny Lawler took a pay cut. Rashid Bailey took a pay cut. These guys take less money, even though they're well paid. They're taking less money to stay in, a, in an organization. They know they have a great chance to win. So to me, that's fantastic. And it's a kudos to the organization from top to bottom for creating that. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, going to be in a capacity crowd if it does sell out. And it's very close to that. I'm hearing about 500 tickets remain. Uh It'll be five straight sellouts for the Blue Bombers to wrap up their 2023 at IG Field. And if you don't have tickets, we are going to give away a pair of lower bowl tickets on the show here. You got to be watching live. So great to see everybody in the live chat watching on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Be sure you're subscribed. You need to do that. Uh, Share us on social media and we're going to pick somebody uh, in, in just a few minutes uh, here on the show. Uh, great to see everybody uh, hit that yeah, thumbs up uh, as well. And we're expecting uh, lots more people to join us uh, in just a minute when uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk wraps up their Friday show. And I think they're still doing those uh, those marble races. Lots to get to on the show, Chris. Um, let's start with maybe the most important part of uh the winnipeg blue bomber situation going into the west final and that is the health in particular of their receiving core rasheed bailey is a game time decision nick dembski is a game time decision suddenly greg mccray is nicked up he is a game time decision and dalton shone who is the winnipeg blue bombers number one receiver was the most outstanding rookie in the CFL last year, led the league in touchdown catches. uh, And I I think he led the league in yards. If not, he was right there with Tim White. Uh, The guy's an absolute stud. He is out. It's a lower body injury uh, suspected to be an ankle. Um, How do you see Winnipeg's uh, receiving core shaping up? What do you expect as far as those game time decisions? Well, you know, I think that most of these guys, aside of uh, Dalton shown it, will be there. I, I just... I, I just know the feeling, listen, that when you're there and you're so close to the prize to go to the show, the big show, you're just not going to, you know, miss this opportunity and you'll do whatever it takes to go there. I can't see a guy like Nick Dembski going, you know what, guys, I'm a little banged up. A Greg McCree, I, 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 I don't know if I can go. Uh, you know, this to me, uh, Rashid Bailey, probably more so than any one of those guys, you watch how he is the, uh, you know how they talk about uh, Jamarcus Hardrick being like the emotional leader of the O-line. Rashid Bailey, to me, is that kind of guy in the receiver. Uh, he just gets guys jacked up. He's such a guy. I love the way the guy plays. The fact is he's unselfish. He goes down, he blocks. He's one of the best downfield blockers from a receiver point of view. Uh, you know, he may not get the ball all the time, but he's happy with it. He just wants to contribute. So these three guys particularly, I think, will be playing. I don't foresee them not playing. I think that they should be really happy with what I saw. In Brandon uh, O'Leary Orange, the way he played yeah. in the last game against Calgary, I thought he had an outstanding game. Uh, you know, only a couple catches, but big time catches, and that's a confidence booster for the young man. Um, the interesting thing about this whole thing, and I'm kind of going to veer off here. I'm going to take a left when I should turn right. 
the weather. You just talked about it. Uh, you know, it's almost a sell. It'll be five in a row. This is some a question I've got to you, DB. I'll throw it to your way too. Yeah. Plus, plus two and sunny. You know, the bombers were hoping for snow snocker. You know, a slobber knocker, like some guys are saying on our chat line here. The muck. They want the muck. Now you got a field that's not going to be too bad. Sunny, plus two. Field conditions should be good. And listen, you can't say what you want. There's so many naysayers about Vernon Adams Jr., but boy, I tell you, to watch what he did against Calgary, mm-hmm. it was it was magic. I mean, 400 plus yards. He won his first. That was his first ever playoff start. Yeah, he won his game. So I mean, that's Huge incredible. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying. Yeah, four thirteen passing, five yeah. total touchdowns, two well, through three the rushing, air, three, that's, that's three the on the thing ground. You got to worry about, yeah. right? I mean, boy, I tell you what, Jeff Coat. One thing I do like about the Bombers is they got good tackles. I like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Jake Thomas and Ricky Walker. Uh, they get push up the middle uh, because they're going to have to keep him moving. You know, first off, VA will not sit in that pocket. You know he's going to stretch the play. You know he's going to run three rushing touchdowns last week. Um, I thought he played outstanding. And the throws, you know, you know, when you watch a guy throw a ball like that with the confidence, mm-hmm. over an outstretched hand between, you know, they have double coverage. It's like a underneath and over coverage, and he's putting in the receiver. So uh, I'm going to tell you right now, the Bombers defense really will have their work cut out. I know they can do it. You know they can do it. I mean, you're looking at uh, 19 sacks from Jeff Cote and Jefferson, the two ends. So, I mean, uh, yeah, and look at, I mean, 34 of their 53 sacks come from the the defensive line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a huge factor. But, you know, I just, I mean, I'm excited about this game. I really, really am jacked about it. I know we say this every telecast, DB, but you can't get, this is a dream matchup. You know, this is, you got one and two. They've been one and two. You look at the two games that the Bombers won. Throw that 50 crap, whatever win it was. That was garbage. Doesn't matter. Vernon Adams didn't play. It was Dane Evans and Dominic Davis. The two games that VA played, one was a good game. They won 30 to 6 in Winnipeg. That's the only blemish on the home record of the Bombers. And the other one was a close game. I think it was overtime or something. So uh, listen, fans, get out there. There's no reason not to be at the stadium. There's no reason not to enjoy the sunshine. Cheer your team on. I thought it was great. Rick, Coach Rick Campbell said they got the best fans. For a coach to say the Bombers, you know, are, uh, oh, Gordo, would have put a pin in my balloon, you big son of a gun. It's not going to be sunny at 530. Okay. Listen, the time change happening. It's still going to be sunny, man. Woo, boy. Well, pregame, right? Yeah. I'm going to meet you at the rum hut there, Gordo. We're going to talk. (laughs) uh great to see everybody uh once again uh joining us here on game day winnipeg it is your pregame show ahead of bombers lions in the west division final and a chance for winnipeg to get to the gray cup which is november 19th back in hamilton uh and i will be there bonfire sports will be there all week no matter what so keep things locked uh here to the channel and tell your friends too Uh, Appreciate that. Hit the thumbs up if you haven't yet uh, and get into the comments because we are going to give away, as I mentioned, a pair of those tickets uh, in the lower bowl, right on the 30 yard line uh, and uh, on the west side of the field as well. So um, some nice tickets for uh, the West final. And uh, you got to be watching live to uh, win. You know what? They're hard to come by. I'll be honest with you. This is this is this is the prime ticket right now. I know the Jets are playing hockey and Mm -hmm. all that stuff, but this is a one time winner go home or winner or go home. Uh, so, I mean, to me, uh, no reason not to want to be there, to get in that atmosphere. Those of you who haven't gone to a game, hopefully maybe one, whoever wins these tickets, it will be an opportunity for them the first time to go see a game. Um, yeah, It's just beautiful, and I think that you guys will enjoy it, whoever wins. And it's nice of Bonfire Sports and DB. I'm not going to take credit because DB. I've got tickets, but you wouldn't believe all the phone calls I got for them. Everybody's phoning. Hey, Walls, you got tickets? How do I get them? <laughs> Uh, well, I got 82 children, so I mean, that, that kind of takes it away there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking speaking of uh, 82 children, you kind of look at the depth of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, it'll be on display uh, in the West Final. Uh, yeah. Some changes on the defense. Demario Houston is 100% healthy and ready to go. 
Jamal Parker, the other corner. So Winston Rose is on the one game injured list. He is healthy. He did practice. Uh, Mike O'Shea mentioned this week, Chris, that he handled uh, the quote unquote. Well, I won't say quote unquote because Mike O'Shea didn't say that, but you know, the, so the apparent demotion for Winston Rose, but uh, the rest of the uh, defensive backfield, including division all-star Evan Holm, legit should be all-star Dietrich Nichols, Brandon Alexander there as well. Great to see Kyrie Wilson, Malik Clements, Adam Bighill, all healthy and ready to go. Retta Cramdy has been that dime backer all season long. You mentioned the Jeffs, Jeffcoat and Jefferson, uh, Tiadric Hansen back, uh, making, uh, terror, uh, uh, drip into, uh, the eyes and veins of, uh, opposing special teamers, uh, Jake Thomas, Cam Lawson, uh, Ricky Walker on the defense. But, um, Mike O'Shea, uh, talking about some of those guys like, look, these are just tough decisions. This is what I know about Jamal Parker, uh, since he will, uh, take the spot of Winston Rose, a healthy Winston Rose, Jamal Parker, might be a little bit smaller, but he is incredibly fast. And there are a lot of fast receivers in BC's yeah. receiving core. Alexander Hollins, Lucky Whitehead. Those are the guys I think that are really going to have their hands full. Demario yeah. Houston, Dietrich Nichols. They are going to very likely try to stay on Keon Hatcher, a bigger receiver, but one that can stretch the field uh, as well. Jamal Parker, if like, Toss up of skills, Chris. I see Jamal Parker as his tackling, maybe putting him ahead of Winston That's Rose. Exactly, uh, you know, you took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what it is. I mean, the fact yeah. is, he's a quick guy. He's got great feet. He turns his hips well. He's able to run with the receivers, but it's the ability to tackle. Because you know, when they throw that quick out pass, and he's got to come up and make that play on the wide side of the field, you miss that tackle. The guy's going for you know a good romp of yards, uh, you know, as they call it, the yak yards, yards after the catch. So, I mean, they need a guy there that's, you know, steady and can wrap up and limit that gain. So I think it's a good move. Yeah, it's, a, it's obviously a disappointment for a Winston Rose. Here's a guy, I believe, what, two years ago was the All-Canadian. Had, I think he led the league with nine interceptions and kind of got banged up last. Yeah, and, then, you know, so, it, it, you know, I hate to say it, but that's, that's the business of this game. Mm-hmm. It's what did you do for me last week? Yeah. And, you know, what do you do for me today? Uh, so... Uh, I, I don't think that he's finished in his career by any means. I think Winston will still play. But, you know, when you're going into the Western final, like I said, where it's, you know, pack your bags or go on to Hamilton, um, you know, you want to put the best lineup. You have the best chance of winning. And obviously, the you know, the DB coach has decided that, uh, you know, this is the way they want to go. Jordan Younger, the DB coach, probably said, you know, Jamal is showing more and we have a better chance against this very, very talented group of receivers, as you mentioned. Uh, listen, Whitehead didn't play uh, last week. Uh, he was on the sideline. I was watching him. And, you know, Justin McKinnis, the big, tall, wide receiver. Canadian. Kid got great hands. Great wow. hands. And so he was out there. And you think, lucky he wasn't sulking. Lucky he was up and down the sidelines cheering his team on. But think about the talent they have. When you talk about a Dominic Rimes. You talk about a Justin McKinnis. Uh, you talk about a guy like Alexander Hollins. And then the guy you aforementioned, Keon Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys, really, they are game breakers. Mm-hmm. I'm not blown away by Taekwon Mazel yet, the running back. They're, they're a team that doesn't even run the ball hardly at much. They'll uh, probably they least, try to get it going, though, right? Well, will have to. Cause, but this is a team, as DB, that's the least rushing attempts in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they're number nine in the rush. They're number one in the past. They've been living through the air. But the bombers know that, and so I agree with you. If I'm, if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm uh, Maximic and I'm trying to get the the BC Lions going, I need to get that run game established. I've got to take some pressure. I got to get those linebackers sucking up to the line of scrimmage. That's the only way. If you're not, if you're just going to play pass, you know, Adam Bighill will just play back like a middle safety. Right. Take away that middle of the field. So, you know, as well, I do. Um, it, this is uh, going to be a hell of a chess match. Yeah. Well, when you when you talk about a chess match, Chris, I'm glad you mentioned that, because 
we can talk about what we've seen before, these past games, these past head-to-head matchups, uh, BC, the way Winnipeg finished the regular season with four straight wins, the way BC uh, really handled uh, the Calgary Stampeders well in the West Division semifinal after losing to them at home uh, to, to wrap up their regular season in Week 20. Um, all of these things. But yeah. in hearing the comments of Adam Big Hill today on Friday, um, saying, you know, like, can a team bring momentum into their next game? I think they can bring confidence into their next game. But look, this is the West final. It's winner go home. It's a chance for BC to really, you know, break through a, a bit of a, a glass ceiling that they've been under for a while. Yeah. Um yeah. And, you know, make something special happen for a growing fan base there in Vancouver uh, and, and, you know, Southern British Columbia. But all cards are out the window. All, like all, all of the, the, you know, comparisons are out the window. It is going to be all cards on the table. It is going to be all hands on deck. And I think the game plan that these two teams have prepared for one another, you know this, Chris, because you played in a lot of these division final games and great cup games as well. You dig deep into your strategy to absolutely you're trying to catch your opponent off guard there is it's interesting you say that because remember the times when we were you know getting for the getting ready for the final or the cup and we'd be watching everybody in the stands if they had phones if they're you know if they're taping our you know and back then they had a dvd so i don't you know you could see a big machine kind of watching you but you know and you can get tricky but you don't want to get tricky for the sake of getting away from what got you to the game so sometimes everybody goes, yeah, they can pull out every play in the book. But you know what? If you haven't run it a lot, yeah, you may want to use a fake punt. You may have fake field goal or something like that. Or like we've seen a couple of times over the years, the third and one where the guy fakes going up, comes back and throws a deep ball. But you're not going to do something that's really going to hamper you where you haven't practiced a lot. Um, you know, it, to me, it's, you know, like the Bombers. What have got, what the, how did the Bombers get here? A hell of a quarterback and a hell of an offensive line and a hell of a running game. Not taking any away from the receivers, but Zach is a machine. Zach is this. I've used this line. I hate it. The, the straw that stirs a drink. You know, I like to drink. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is one of those guys. <laughs> Zach, freak. I think he's just that kind of guy. He seems to get up for all the big games. I mean, I look at his record. Uh, I think he's 4 1 versus the Lions or something like that over a career, but I, I probably got that stat wrong. But I just know you look at what they have, the run game. I really, you watch, I'm telling you, Brady Oliveira could have a lights-out game. I mean, he can run that football. They talk about it. But then you got a guy on the outside in Kenny Lawler who loves to play the Lions. He does. He had had that 200-yard game, and he had a 97-yard game. Yeah. Pick your poison, DB. Pick your poison. Kenny Lawler has a long memory, and he did not like the way the BC Lions uh, cut him prior to him joining the Winnipeg Blue Bombers four four or five years ago. Uh, And, you know, nearly signed with them uh, in the offseason a couple years ago. Took, uh, I think... Uh, a little bit more money to go to the Edmonton Elks. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, th- this is, this is the way I see it from, you know, watching practice this week. Uh, Rashid Bailey and Nick Dembski were very engaged, very, very engaged in practice and yeah. essentially shadowing the guys in the yeah. slot back spots yeah. and in the huddle and, and all of those things and shadowing it away, Chris, that really you don't normally see they're right there behind them when they're running yeah. through their, their 12 man offense and, and the drills and stuff. So yeah. I expect both of those guys to play. I think it's really about just ensuring their bodies are as good as possible. Everybody's playing with something this time of year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're going to miss Dalton Schoen. But hey, you remember Winnipeg was without Kenny Lawler the first seven weeks of the season? They were okay. They did just fine. Winnipeg has lots of weapons. Um, you know, they're going to spread the ball around. I'm with you. Brendan O'Leary Orange, Bolo, as I like to call him, uh, will be a heavy contributor. I think maybe almost as much as Drew Walatarski will be. I think he'll be even yeah. a heavier contributor. Yeah. They'll move him to slot back. They'll kick him out to the outside. They'll do all those types of things. And while Brady Oliveira is the West Division MOP, and in my opinion, the MOP of the CFL this season, this game is Zach Kolaris's game. 
he you can see how dialed in he is oh yeah uh, I'm gonna, listen he, you know he's he's got a you know god forbid we have a game like we had in the beginning when it was 36 he got sacked seven times mm-hmm. i'm gonna tell you right now when you got a guy like liam dobson and you got Tui, you know eli and eli, you know these guys should be playing double tight take away uh, Matthew Betts. Listen, Matthew Betts is stuck. He gets off the line as fast as anybody as a defensive end. But they got another guy back who had a suspension. He didn't play last week against Calgary. And that's Sione uh, Tuhima, yep. who, uh, you know, is a big contributor on the other side. Of the end. So, they, like, when you go through this whole lineup, uh, you know, DB, it's like tick for tack. I mean, it's like you got some guys here. I, I mean, Bomber, I think the BC Lions have a heck of a, uh, a secondary. Uh, I think the Bombers have a heck of a secondary. I think, and you mentioned the guy already, uh, and I hate to jump on over him, but how does Dietrich Nichols not be an all-star? I don't get that. Well, it's because and, nobody throws him the ball. That's how but that good is he exactly is. why stats are crap. Well, and, and here's the thing too, Chris, this, this is what kind of gets me. Yeah. Um, should be an all-star. In, in the NFL, there's 32 teams, Right. You got 16 teams in each conference and and they have all-stars and pro bowlers in the AFC and the NFC in the CFL. There's nine teams and we as voters are forced to vote the two best halfbacks in the West, the two best corners in the East, the two best best defensive ends. It should be absolutely across the board because if the two best dime backers, the two best strong side linebackers are in the same division, Somebody's getting jobbed, and I don't like that. Uh, same with the MOP voting, right? Why must it yeah. be a West Division and an East Division? Why can't it just be the best guys? Um, yeah, anyway, I agree with you. Listen, I, I, I could go I on. But... No, no, but I, I and I love when you go on your little rants because you usually don't do it very often. You're usually, I mean, I'm the guy that does it. It's nice to see you get a pulse once in a uh, change. Oh, excuse but me. What I, what I do like, though, is I agree. It's like the, when they're talking about the one division. It should only be one division. But mm-hmm. I agree with your point 100%. If, if you know, for instance, if you got a DB or two DBs in the West, or say, just, just say they're just kicking ass and the East is really struggling, why do you have to pick a guy from the East? To me, exactly what you're saying is it doesn't make sense to me. So, I mean, um, hey, yeah, it is what DB, it is. Well, th- that's why I'm going to Grey Cup because the Football Reporters of Canada, we're going to have our annual yeah. general meeting. It's yeah, opportunities to beer. talk to the the uh, the higher ups with the CFL and, and with the teams and, um, you know, uh, Randy Ambrosi and the rest. So we'll see if we can get some things going because I think they do need to straighten that out. That all said, you, you know, in, in talking about the BC Lions defense, which I think like everybody's talking about Vernon Adams Jr. and the air attack that he has with those talented receivers and, you know, uh, going against a Winnipeg defense that is very good against the run and has been leaky a little bit in the past game. The importance of Jefferson and Jeff Coat and those guys on the inside getting that pass rush, getting Vernon Adams Jr. uncomfortable. All of those are valid points. But to me, Chris, the key matchup in this game that I don't think uh, enough people have been talking about is Winnipeg's offense versus BC's defense. And yeah, Brady Oliveira, absolutely. But I look at, um, you know, this guy right here. Um, oh gosh, I lost his name. It's Woods. Josh Woods. Sorry. Josh Woods, 11 tackles last week. 11 yeah. tackles. He is stepping in, in for, for yeah, Ben Hladek. Yeah, a Canadian out of the University of British Columbia. 100. 100 tackles, five sacks, and interception. Yep. Listen, huge contributor. I think this Josh Woods is getting an opportunity, and, I mean, he blew it up last week against Calgary. Yep. 11 tackles, most he's had this year. He's only been used in spot duty. Uh, he replaced Bolon Combo on the outside for a couple games, but that was it. Now he's in the biggest show of his career. Yep. And uh, I look for him to be a, a major factor. I, I like the way this guy plays out of UCLA. He can really get sideline to sideline. He's a great tackler. You got Ragumba on one side. You got Lacombo on the other side. Man, I'm, I, but listen to that. Look at look at how many D linemen they dressed. They dressed nine defensive linemen, and they will all play. They are going to keep these guys so goddamn fresh. They're just going to rotate them, and they're listen. They know the key is. If you don't get to Zach and you don't disrupt Zach, it's over. I don't care. It's over. Right. They've got to get to Zach and disrupt him and force him to make some bad decisions. 
Chris, I know you love watching the O-line, D-line battle in games, yes, and it pisses I, me yeah. off now uh, as much as it's always bothered you uh, how they the, the camera doesn't really show uh, what's going on on the edge. But I want to punch those guys in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. I love those guys. I know these guys. I mean, I play with Milt. I know I play with with uh, with uh, Dunnigan. But these guys aren't the camera guys. But when they're doing the games, and especially like Paula Police, I love you too, brother. Come on, man. Put a camera on one of those. I would want to watch tomorrow. I would want to watch Betts go against Marcus and Stanley. See what he's doing. I would want to see what Willie Jefferson, when he's going against, yep. you know, uh, Perkins or Broxton. Come on, show me that. Yep. That is what gets me just wound up. See, I, I knew I show, shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, but they keep throwing the ball. Let's show eight times how the guy caught the ball. I could give two craps about that. That's okay. over. Show me how he got it done. Yeah. You got me angry now. And I'm, I know, you know, I know. Uh, but day, hey, when you go to the Great Cup, you bring that shit up too. Then unless okay. they get a, a camera on the pit, they might as well not have a pit. <laughs> One of my favorite books is uh, "Take Your Eye Off the Ball," and it's about watching football beyond the snap, the quarterback drop, yeah. the throw, or the run downfield. Um, but this defensive line is talented, and you mentioned nine guys dressing, included uh, including Francis Biemi. Um, and, uh, Archambault, uh, some, some very good Canadians there. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, Woody Barron, all-star caliber, David Menard backing up Matthew Betts. We know that, uh, he, uh, is the most outstanding defensive player nominee from the West division going up against a Darius Pickett, the dime backer for the Toronto Argonauts for most outstanding defensive player this season. Betts can rush the quarterback 18 sacks, most ever by a Canadian. Uh, which is fantastic, but not so strong against the run. Woods, a good tackler. Ragumba, this is the all-star safety from the West Division this year. He's playing the dimeback spot, similar positions, but either way, a little bit of a switch up yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, in the back part of uh, of their defense. Uh, we already talked about uh, Solomon uh, Tehama uh, and how good he has been. But to me, again, Chris, Zach Kolaris against the BC Lions pass defense. They were not very good late in the year, despite incredible talent. TJ Lee, perennial league all-star. Gary Peters, perennial league all-star. He was their most outstanding defensive player nominee last season and probably could have won if it wasn't for the play of uh, of Willie Jefferson. Our old friend Marcus Sales, as well as Patrice Rene. That was a uh, Blue Bombers draft pick out of the University of uh, North Carolina a couple years ago. Uh, Mike Jones, another former Bomber. Uh, these are all very talented players. We all know that. Uh, Jones, of course, the hero, uh, cornerback for the blue bombers back in their 2019 win uh against the tie cats um in calgary uh with how many defensive plays he made but zach Kolaris against this pass defense and this middle of the defense if uh winnipeg can ensure strong pass protection and i mean bringing in tuielli bringing in liam dobson bringing in uh damian jackson their fullback Using them at tight end, using them as uh, an extra offensive lineman, whether it's on the line of scrimmage or a yard off, trying some different things, some different looks, uh, ensuring that run game with Brady Oliveira is on point. All of those things are going to keep the pass rush at bay. And if you give Zach Kolaris time, I don't care who's back there, whether it's it's TJ Lee and Gary Peters and Marcus Sales and all these studs. And I don't care if if uh, their best receiver uh, in Dalton Schoen is out of the lineup. Zach Kolaris will find a way to get the ball downfield. And I feel that nobody yeah. is talking about Zach Kolaris playing at home where he's, what, 50 and one all time as the Bombers starter? I'm exaggerating, but uh, he's yeah, very, very sure. tough to beat. It's going to be uh, a huge matchup for me if BC's defense can ride with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers offense. I give Winnipeg a, a huge uh, uh, advantage in that department. Well, the fact that they got Brady, the fact that they'll do a lot of play action, and the play action only works for you running the football. So for me, I watch a lot of Zach. Zach likes to hand off, fake hand off, and he likes to do a couple things. One, he likes to roll out and throw on the run. Two, he likes to flip it back to like a guy like Janarian Grant or mm -hmm. a uh, Rashid Bailey on an end around where they bring the slot back around. So they try and keep that defense 
on their toes and get up. They flow one way and come back against the grain. So I think, and I, Brandon B., I'm going to read your comment right now. Josh Wood's a middle line, but I think it is an improvement. Nothing against Ben Halatic. I think he's had a hell of a year. I think the tackling is, is, is probably on par, but his mobility. I think Josh Woods is quicker at the middle linebacker. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. He's getting his opportunity. So, I, you know, that's a great comment, brother. Um, yeah. Well, I, it's that it's now that they have to start a Canadian in Adrian Green at safety and, and that, Gumba, right? Okay, now that that's an interesting comment there. I, I mean, he's got 16 tackles. He hasn't played a whole hell of a lot at safety. Uh, but they can move the game. Uh, they used to do a lot of that stuff. You know what? They'd bring up green and they'd slide green to where Ragumba is and slide Ragumba back. So when 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 green comes up to where Ragumba is right there, a lot of the times the, the quarterback will think, hey, safety's coming, but they're just uh, rotating and they put 33 back there, trying to confuse the defense, trying to, uh, excuse me, trying to confuse the quarterback to think that he's, you know, bam, he's uh, going to go and get cover zero, which means there's no safety. And of course there is, they're just rotating him. So it's a, it's a great play. Uh, if that might be a weak spot, Mike Jones, he's only, this is, this will be, I believe his seventh game. So I, I don't remember who he who played the last time they met. Uh, I do know Mike Jones has a knack for making the big play. As you mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, you know, he, he was big in that interception in that great cup game, I believe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, this has the makings of just a great, a classic. You know, and I, you know, we build it up, we build it up, we build it up, and I hope it lives up to the build. You know, because uh, I think uh, it will. Honesty, I think it will. I think it's going to be a you know to the wire type game. If if one team gets a two score lead in the first half, I think you'll see the dynamic of the game change. I think you will. It, like let's say the Lions get up a couple scores, and look. Not expecting that, but it's absolutely possible. Look at the way Winnipeg turned the ball over five times against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in yeah. that uh, first West final uh, in Winnipeg, uh, you know, a, a number of years ago. Right. Um, but if BC does that, I could see them trying to run the football, running some more screens, doing some different yeah. things yeah. than, you know, if if, uh, if it's a closer game. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, I, I see a lot of slanting. You know, the, the, one thing about this game and it works on both sides is that when they see a blitz, and I really expect BC to try and bring the blitz a lot, the receivers and the quarterback have to be on the same page, where that means if wherever the, the DB coming, you want to slant your you know your receiver to that side, get the ball out quickly, right? And you have to be on the same page. Uh, you otherwise, you know, you don't want to force a bad throw. Uh, but then, of course, you know, my mind is always working. So as a defender, I just drop the defensive end, and that takes away that slant, and that's how Willie Jefferson was getting those interceptions all the time. So, you telling me your yeah. mind is always working? I don't know. I beg to differ. Oh, it's always working. It's like uh, you should see me at night, man. Just it's like just a, a hamster. I've got a ham I, Most people have one hamster. I think I have a four hamsters there. They're fighting to stay on that wheel. <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. Got a uh, hamster. Look, if you guys missed the pregame show with. This guy right here, Chris Walby, a couple weeks ago when Winnipeg wrapped up their regular season, you missed him singing a tune about this game uh, coming up on Saturday. Our good friend Tristan Rivers, who is, uh, well, clearly, I've been checking out his YouTube page. Uh, you yeah. can find him on on uh, YouTube, Tristan Rivers Music. You'll see it in a second. Um, he put together a very, very nice piece. Uh, grabbed the audio from Bonfire Sports put new accompaniment with it, played his guitar. Uh, you guys got to check this out. Here is what Tristan has called the Ballad of Bluto. Oh, I love it. There was a house on Madison Ave. They called the IG Field. There was a house on Madison Ave. They called the West final one played on the 11th OEM. And the Bombers, you betcha, will be going to the Cub. Yeah. And of course, you can check him out right here. Tristan Rivers Music on YouTube. Hey, 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 thank you for that. 
You know what? It was funny because I did it for a joke, and you know, then when I heard it, I, I and then I saw this because you put. You, I didn't know you were going to do this, and I started laughing. I didn't know it. he was going to do it either, and I just thought, what a great thing! So, uh, thank you, Tristan, and the boys over there. Uh, it was definitely uh, something that. Uh, yeah, I I know. Don't give up my day job. I know that. But they always told me I got a I got a face for radio. So I mean, all uh, right. Issue boy Bruce says it's Juno worthy. Juno, yeah. Maybe only play it in June. Maybe that's what he means. <laughs> uh, outstanding. Uh, you know, Chris. Uh, something that um, oh, pardon me. Something that Tristan mentioned to me is, you know, I I believe you're an untrained singer. You got pretty good tone. Last time I sang was in church as a kid. Okay, so that's and, and were you time. were you singing for your supper or or like you mean you were actually in in church service in a choir in a choir. Oh, okay, okay, church in a choir. Yeah, well done, well done. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, brother. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, let's get to your keys to the game, Chris. Uh, as far yeah. as Winnipeg and BC and how they match up, I think I'll, I'll preface your three keys to the game by saying this. Yeah. If this was on a neutral site and not in front of 33,000 plus at IG field, the madhouse on Matheson. Yeah. I could see this game being a complete toss up. Winnipeg opened as four point favorites. I think it's sitting at five, five and a half right now. Um, How do you see this one shaking out, Chris? And what are the keys to Winnipeg capturing victory in front of a capacity crowd? Well, I just think it's basically an offense. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. If it ain't broke, leave it be. You got the MOP of the team and a former MOP of the team in Brady, who led leading a 1,534 yards rushing, and you got Zach, who's got the highest pass percentage completion, right? Uh, I just think you got to run the football, but the number one thing is, and you know the BC Lions are after it, you got to protect number eight. got to protect uh, you know Zach Kolaris. That's a huge thing. Defense, you got to keep Vernon Adams in the pocket. Watch when he did. He, he had his best game that I've ever seen him play. Um, and, I mean, he, he he got rushed for three touchdowns in Calgary. Anything that gave you a little sliver of, of a light, he took it and he took off with it. Uh, you can't allow the big plays. He's got some big play receivers on BC. You got to eliminate the big plays. Special team, this is going to be a great one. I'm going to love this because you got the two best field goal kickers in CFL. You got... You got Sean White, who's 94%. Best kicker and he in the got, league, easy. Yeah, and then you got Sergio Castillo, who set a club record at 92%, going out there and kicking. So it's going to come down to the return game. And for me, the big return game is Janarian Grant. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a, a big game tomorrow returning the, the ball. So that's my those are my keys, brother. I want to bring in now uh, some comments from Blue Bombers middle linebacker Adam Bighill. <clears throat> yeah, obviously you talked a bit about Vernon Adams and what he brings to the game, and what you guys have to watch for. But you guys also have a pretty good quarterback. Uh, can you just give a thought on on what Zach Kalaros brings to big games like this? Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. It, like there's so many different like one words you can give it, moxie of you know just you know leadership or. <laughs> preparedness, confidence. I mean, it's maybe best described as control. You know, Zach's going to be in control. He knows what he wants to do. He knows how he wants to attack. He knows what he's looking for. Um, you know, and that's that's confidence. That's from the amount of work he puts in, the amount of work our offense put in together, understanding each other, playing for each other, you know. And, you know, that's why... You know, I always put my chips on our offense. I always put my chips on Zach because I, I you know, I know what what he's capable of. Great question there from uh, uh, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun to Adam Big Hill. Uh, yeah. How much confidence, like as as a non quarterback, Chris, whether you're in the huddle with the QB like you were for the better part of two decades and and three Grey Cup titles. Uh, or you're on the defense or you're the special, you know, on the special teams or, or whatever it might be. How much confidence do you get from your quarterback when he is the two-time reigning MOP and you know how good he is, how locked in he is like Zach Kolaris is? I told you about this, you know, a long time ago during podcast, during our number of years, we knew it together from Dieter Brock, the way he played from, uh, you know, Johnny Huffnagel, uh, you know, uh, you know, Sean Salisbury, and I guess my biggest example, and I always use him, is Matt Dunnigan. 
And Matt Dunnigan is one of those guys that, you know, you just knew when he walked in and he had a twang in his voice when he started coming in. I tell that story all the time. He's got that Texas draw, and he always go, well, y'all, let's go get him, baby. Let's go. You know, you're going to win. He comes there and he talks with no accent. He, oh, God, he's thinking too much about the game. I just think that, you know, and plus, you know, Dunnigan, I like to bug him because it looks like he's born in an ostrich. He's so bow-legged. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I loved him. I mean, these, I think when you, if I'm playing for Bombers, I'm so happy that I got number eight behind me. Mm. I really am. I think he's a winner in every aspect of it. Um, very easily could have been an MOP again this year. Uh, but obviously you can't overlook what Brady Oliveira has done. Uh, but having said that, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, let's now hear from uh, Blue Bombers quarterback, Zach Kolaris, the man Morning, himself. Morning. This is a, a matchup of the top two offenses in the league, really. Uh, top two passing games. Um, two quarterbacks who've had really, really good seasons. Just what's your thought on – I know you don't really match up against VA, but just your thought on what it's going to take to make sure that you guys – have the stronger game offensively. I think just you know sticking to you know what we talk about every week. You know, uh, you know bringing the physicality. You know, right from the handshake, like we always talk about, um, sustaining drives, executing. You know, being efficient on first downs, um, and, and scoring touchdowns. When, you know, when those opportunities arise. So, uh, nothing, nothing too special. Just got to go out there and be ourselves. How much does, as I mentioned, the, the passing games are, are pretty even in terms of the numbers. How much does it uh, work in your advantage that you've had such a strong running game this year that gives you that complimentary football? Uh, it, I mean, it definitely gives us an advantage, you know, uh, mostly on first downs when we do choose to pass. You know, you get favorable uh, looks if the other team is worried about uh, you know, the run game. Zach, what, what do you love most about this time of year? Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy getting to be around our teammates, you know, for another week, right? Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the magnitude of the game uh, picks up a little bit. Um, it's, it's, it's a, a do-or-die situation, so uh, it, it's not going to be hard to, you know, find the adrenaline for the game. Uh, you know, I just really enjoy the extra time, you know, being around the team, uh, being able to prepare uh, with one another and um, another shot to go out and execute. I know you guys always talk about the next man up, and I know you know over the years there's been guys who have uh, stepped up when someone else has been hurt. But you know to not have Dalton shown tomorrow, just how just how big is that for this offense? And maybe you know Rashid and, and Nick as well. Yeah, maybe. Dalton. I mean, obviously is a uh, a huge part of what we've done the last two seasons. So that uh, it's you know it's never easy going in a moment without him. And um, you know not not sure uh, about Nick and Rashid yet, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Dalton, to answer your question, uh, is a pivotal part of what we do. Uh, a special player, special teammate, special person, as I always talk about. So, uh, you know, anytime uh, you, you lose something like that, it's tough. How do you remain confident knowing that your number one receiver isn't going to be playing tomorrow? Just execution, uh, preparation, obviously. Uh, execution obviously, obviously was the wrong word there, but uh, just the preparation that you put in, uh, you know, with the guys, not just this week, but throughout the season. Um, you know, finding time to get the extra reps and, and, and talk through the different looks with the guys. Um, you know, times like this is when that pays off. The pressure to win. I saw a quote from you this week in, in Jeff's piece where you said, uh, sometimes you even wonder if you enjoy the winning part anymore. You're just relieved that you, that you didn't win, uh, lose. Can you expand on that a bit, when that began and how you deal with it? I think uh, I also mentioned to Jeff that uh, I've been really privileged and, and lucky to be in, in really good programs my entire life. So, um, you know, that expectation of winning is something that I'm, uh, I've been accustomed to, as I'm sure a lot of the guys in the locker room are uh, with the makeup of our team. So, um, yeah, you, you, you prepare uh, to win. You know, again, you go out there to, to honor your teammates every single week, you know, starting in practice, starting in the meetings. Uh, you know, and, and when you win the games, uh, obviously you, you enjoy it, but there's times where you're like, I'm happy we got out of that one. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think you're uh, in the right business if you're not putting pressure on yourself to win. I think I saw you say a while back, too, that you, you're you a bit of a history guy and uh, no Winnipeg team has ever been to four straight cups. So I don't know what that means to you, whether you've delved into the Bud Grant and Ken Plain eras at all. Ed hasn't gotten <laughs> – we haven't gotten to that chapter yet together, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah. he, kn he knows we're trying to just focus one game at a time. So, sure. uh, but, yeah, um, we, again, we've, we've been really lucky. and uh, no, Not lucky. We put the work in, right? Um, fortunate to be in the locker room with these guys, to take the field every week with them. Um, 
you know, we're, we're excited to go out there and do it again tomorrow. Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun and Paul Friesen from the Sun as well, uh, talking to Zach Kolaris uh, earlier today, Friday. Uh, he talked about preparation being the key to confidence. Whoever is in and out of the lineup, Chris, if yeah. you prepare the right way, I don't think it matters as much about who's in or out. It's about, you know, ensuring that you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to make the right decisions. And another thing Kolaris mentioned today, snap and clear. I love that. Some people say like flush, flush it and move uh, yeah. on. Snap and clear means snap out of it. Clear it from your mind. Next play is the only thing that matters. Um, and an, another, you know, that confidence doesn't come from what they have accomplished. The confidence comes from pure preparation. Doesn't matter what this team's record is. They're going in ready. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think that uh, you, you take what works from you against certain game, uh, certain teams, and that's what I think the Bombers will do. They'll see what worked against BC, which didn't work against BC. You also got to add some things in there, a couple of wrinkles. But like I said, you don't want to get away from your game plan. What got you there? I thought that uh, Zach said it right. Great first down production. That's so important. So it puts you in a second short. You're allowed to utilize more of your playbook then. So that's a, that's an important factor for me. Um and then and when you're in the red zone, you got to take advantage of that red zone. You can't settle for field goals. Uh, I think when BC beat Calgary, I think they held Paredes, the field goal kicker from Calgary, to five field goals. So, you know, you're not going to win many games. You just you're just kicking three pointers. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to this with uh, huge, even both games, buddy. Listen, I, well, we haven't talked about the Toronto Montreal game, but and I know Toronto's heavily favored, but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to take anything away from Cody Fajardo, not to switch uh, ships right now, but mm-hmm. uh, you never know. Uh, he's rushed for Montreal over Montreal played yards. well the second half of the season. Yeah, they. I think Montreal's got a pretty good defense, too. Uh, I think both games should be outstanding. But, of course, you know what? I'm not going to start getting all excited about that. I will watch it because one of those teams will be against uh, what I feel will be the Bombers. I just – I. I'm looking, I'm trying to find a crack in the armor here, and I really can't. I really can't. It's going to be up to BC to prevent the Bombers to go. And I know it sounds easy enough, but no, they've got to put pressure on Zach Kolaris. If they can do that, they'll stay in the game. If Josh gets off to a hot start, uh, I'm sorry, Josh, Zach gets off to a hot start, I think it's going to be a game over for, for the Lions. Yeah, and the crowd noise is going to play uh, a factor as well, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, my friend. Yeah. Well, I wanted to and introduce I, everybody to uh, oh Ruby, the new, <clears throat> the new bonfire uh, mascot. This is Ruby. Oh. She's a year and a half old. I just uh, adopted her on Friday, and uh, I think I'm her third owner. But uh, this is the last one she'll have. Yeah, she she lucked out so, getting you, buddy. That's a great oh, thing. I mean, I love it. Man. I absolutely won the dog lottery. This this little girl is so calm and sweet and smart and obedient. She listens so well. Um, I, I, I don't understand, uh, how she wasn't, uh, uh, absolutely cared for, uh, before, but, uh, her second family was a caring family. They, they took good care of her, but, uh, uh, just a little bit overwhelmed in her house either way. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I brought her up because she, you know, she's kind of pawing at my knee, uh, now that we're getting close to an hour here on the pregame, but, um, wow. that crowd noise, Chris is really going to play, uh, a huge, huge factor in this sure game that, that that'll, that'll throw va off as much as anything i think I, I, well they practice i saw them practicing with the loudspeaker noise in the dome and the dome can get very loud so uh they were doing whatever they had to do to try and replicate what they'll have to face here and i remember i, I don't know who said it. i thought it was Ke- coach campbell i might be wrong but one of the players said that you know it's crazy going into the bombers into ig field in that environment and they actually said we think they might be the loudest fans in the cfl which is such a huge compliment to the fans out there. And I would 100% uh, percent agree. The Bombers have a great thing. And I love when they do that. And that's another first down. I just go crazy, eh? So, I mean, it's going to excite her. Yeah. Well, you're not going to the game, Chris, because uh, you kind of get mobbed when you're there. And you really want to engage and, and watch the game, right? Well, I'm going to watch the game. I want to watch the uh, the East Final as well, just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, so you and I get together a few times next week at uh, yes, we will. Hamilton. Uh, we'll have something good to talk about. But I just want to do this, buddy. I, I'm, I'm going to do this one more time, just in case we don't get to do it. But this is my second thing. And this is for Tristan. 
Are you ready? Yes. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's Western final time again. BC Lions are here once more. But the Bombers, I'll show them the door. The fans are rocking and crazy in the stands today. And after 60 minutes, the Coupe de Grey. Bam! Yeah. Oh, yes. Love it. You know what Chris. happens? This well is what happens. I told you I got hamsters. Five hamsters. Four of them are worried about bills. One, one thinks he can write songs now. <laughs> <laughs> that so one I hamster's the beetle. He's the beetle hamster. I, I, I will apologize for that right now. So, anyway, that's great. <laughs> Look forward to the game, DV. Always yeah, a pleasure too. working with you, brother. Well, hang on, hang on, I, hang on. I We what? have to give away the tickets right, 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 so right, hit the right. comments right now hit the comments right now and uh just tell us uh, why you want these tickets and uh we'll uh we'll, we'll pick somebody and uh we'll get you to uh, send your first yeah, yeah. first Enjoy and last it. name and your email address to the uh the bonfire hotline 204-816-TIPS 816-8477 or email wpg sports granny wammer fan WPG sports at gmail.com. I have not had a beer, but damn it, I'm going to have one. Yeah. That'll be the nice thing tomorrow, too. It'll be good, man. I mean, listen, get out to the game. If you can't go, go to the game. I, I can't echo that enough. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. Come here. Yeah. So be sure to uh, text the hotline, email WPG sports at gmail.com. Again, the hotline number 204. 204- 816-8477-816 tips standard message rate supply but i got these tickets who wants them lower bowl 30 yard line for the That's west fantastic seats final. Too. yeah and be sure to join us for game day after dark the post game we will go live just a couple minutes after the game you can check us out anytime on the podcast on youtube later uh all on demand uh, for you there chris i know after you watch the east final and the west final you're going to be tuning into Game Day After Dark. We'll get you into I the sure live chat. I sure will. I'll be writing another tunage. <laughs> I might put something in there with that because DB is easy to rhyme with. You're, you're gonna you're gonna have an album by the time we're done. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be on a track. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, man. I gotta go. It's always a pleasure, brother. Love you guys. Love everybody out there. Enjoy the game. Go blue.